salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish. Give you another episode of the NBA. But I'm giving you an episode of the NBA with some fervor. I'm giving you an episode of the NBA with some hostility this evening. Because there's just some things that go on in sports that just continue to bother the you-know-what out of me. And and I, for the life of me, I sit here and I keep saying I don't understand and I don't understand, but I do understand. So a part of it is naivete. A part of it is just frustration. It's the fact that no matter how many times we're talking about the NFL, the NBA, no matter how many times we talk about the progress, the revenue, and what's earned in these businesses there's always something there's always a setback that gets us to thinking and wondering why these people even exist i don't know if anybody knows where i'm going with this so i'm going to explain myself real quick first off let me just say that for the phoenix suns i adored the phoenix suns during the finals best believe i thought the world of the phoenix suns during the playoffs I knew in my mind they were going to win the championship based off the work of Chris Paul, based off the work of Kevin Book, of Devin Booker, based off the work of uh, DeAndre Ayton, and a number of other guys on that team that played exceptionally well, earned themselves to the finals, and lost in six to the Bucks. It's well commended. Job well done to that team. They bring back Chris Paul. And so far this season, they're four and three fourth in the Western Conference as we stand, as it stands. They played the Houston Rockets, where, of course, if you're playing the Houston Rockets, chances are you're going to win. They're not the best team in the league right now. Won't say they obliterated them, but they beat them 123 to 111. Devin Booker gives 27 of his hard-earned points on Thursday night. With all that being said, this is a team that is in a direction to be successful to win games, to go to the playoffs, to perhaps make some noise in the finals. I'm just saying, possibly, hypothetically, you never know. They may go back to the finals. I wouldn't put it past them. They're a good team. They might have improved a little bit on offense. Look pretty good on defense, but that's work in progress, right? The season's still brand new, maybe eight, nine games in thus far. So, I understand that for this Phoenix Suns team to replicate what they did last season, it's going to require some more work, dedication, and perhaps some level of trust, some level of humility, some level of integrity, some level of, uh, I don't know, some energy boosters, somebody that can motivate them to win games. And usually that comes from the coach, perhaps the GM, Maybe even the owner of the team. And I think you guys see where I'm going with this. Suns owner Robert Sarver. If that's his last name, so be it. If I messed up his name, my bad. He showed his tail this past week. Showed his tail. And maybe he didn't do anything as of the last 48 or so hours. Maybe he didn't really confront anybody about what was going on in his mind. Maybe he wasn't so expressive with a lot of these players that he has on his organization because this team just took them to the finals. They made the Western Conference finals. You can say whatever it is you want. You can say the Lakers weren't there. You can say the Clippers weren't prepared. 
You can say they weren't even healthy. You can say whatever you you can say whatever it is you want about how the Phoenix Suns got to the finals. I predicted them go to the finals. I predicted them to win the finals. And I'm sorry that they didn't, but the point still remains. This is a good team with Chris Paul running the point. Everybody listening to the sound of my voice can emphasize that. I'm sure most of you can agree when I say that Chris Paul should have been the MVP of last season, but this is not what I'm going with. With, with this particular story. I'm not here to put Chris Paul and his teammates on a pedestal. I'm not here to try to rant and rave about how the Phoenix Suns need to get their act together because the person that really needs to get their act together is the owner, Robert Sarver. And what I can't understand is that this man who's been the owner of this organization, to my understanding, for 17 years, has loosely, freely, openly, liberally come out and has exploited people, chastised people, insulted people, degraded people, denounced people, called them the N-word, misogynistic words, racist words. What is going on with these people today? What is going on with our lives? What is going on in this society that we feel the need to come out and just blatantly put people down with racial, misogynistic insults, sexist insults? And I know there's a lot of people out there that can understand where I'm coming from, and they already know the answer to this. So I'm not really saying anything that you guys don't know already. It's the point that I'm frustrated to see that we have people in such high businesses, owners of such uh, teams, organizations that feel so loosely, they feel so open to just say whatever comes to mind and throw it out there like they're the big dog. Like we're supposed to respect the fact that you can come out and be so egregious and be so insulting to the people that you work with. And then he decides he wants to threaten his employees, ex-employees, by letting them know that if you don't like the way I'm doing things, you can leave right now. I'll fire you on the spot. Now, I'm paraphrasing with a lot of what I read in these articles, but I'm not far from the truth when I say this man is a bigot. And what I don't understand is this. This is the part that really burns me. He's the first one to say, I never used the N-word. I'm not a bigot. I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. I'm just here to do a job. I want to see my team go far, blah, blah, blah. If anything, I'm trying to, I'm hyping them up because I think we got the best team in the, in the, in the Western Conference and we can go far and I like my chicken fried and I like to do everything with my black friends and what have you. Listen, partner, I don't want to hear none of that anymore. Even if you didn't say those things, you've been thinking them. You've expressed it a little bit differently from how I expressed it. Now, people can listen to this and say, oh, commission, he's a racist. No, let's get something straight right now. The commish is going to speak on what he sees as a problem in society. This is why this is the kneel down podcast, because I don't just evolve around what the scores were every Sunday. This goes beyond sports. These are issues that even when I started this podcast involves how things of this nature, when we're talking about issues 
that involve race, that involve women, that involve uh, heterosexuals, homosexuals, all that, anything under the, under that umbrella, anything that involves that gets displayed on this podcast. It gets some airtime. And I really don't care if people can't appreciate that because this is for a different type of audience. I'll talk sports and I talk sports all week long. That won't change. It's just the fact that when you bring your outside business inside the sports arena, I've got a problem because we just can't seem to understand that when you're talking about the NBA, when you're talking about the NFL, when you're talking about MLB, when you're talking about NHL, it's a diverse organization. It is not geared for just one race and one race only. Those years are gone. The fact that you come out of your mouth and say these abhorrent things to these people, these employees that are working hard, bending over backwards to make sure that this team is a great team, and in whatever way that they have to represent the team and that you can't sit there, stand there and acknowledge the hard work these people putting in and you just insult people by calling them the N-word. I've got a problem with that because it's not just you. It's the fact that it exists throughout the NBA. It exists throughout the NFL. It probably exists through MLB. And we keep things hush. The NFL is under indictment right now for the number of people, over 650,000 emails that cannot be attested for because Commissioner Roger Goodell has made it his business to make sure this doesn't get out of house. He's keeping this restricted. He's making sure that these names remain classified until the time comes where the investigation calls on it. He's trying to save the lives of the number of people within that organization right now that he knows is done wrong because it doesn't just involve players. It just doesn't involve John Gruden. There are coaches, there are GMs, there are presidents, vice presidents, executive directors. There are owners that are a part of these emails. And the number of people in the NFL know this and they are afraid for their lives. Why? because they don't want to lose a good thing right now. Each organization, each team, 32 teams in the NFL, is getting a huge chunk of cash every season. It is the biggest money maker. It's the biggest cash cow you can have right now because you can basically get loaded. You can get rich if you are a part of that organization, which is why nepotism is huge in the NFL because they want to pass it on to their children and their children's children. Why? So that they all stay rich. I'm not going to be alive long enough to manage this money. I got to make sure that my family gets the money. And let me just tell you something. That's not being racist. This is what exists in business. So I'm not knocking the business. I'm knocking the people that are responsible for the business. And this is why I'm not racist, because the truth of the matter is the people that run these businesses are not black. The people that run these businesses are not all women. See, that's a problem. Because what we're basically saying is that for something like this to exist meant that there were years upon years upon years of the scrutiny 
There was years of the ostracizing and vilifying of, of black athletes, women athletes, homosexual athletes, people that did not make the par to what the people perceived to be a true top athlete. And that has nothing to do with what my feelings are regarding these athletes. Every athlete has an opportunity, given that they have an opportunity, to be successful in that type of world. If we're talking about football, if we're talking about baseball, if we're talking about basketball, to succeed. If you're good, you're good. If you play well, you move on. But there is no reason in the world that we have to degrade our players. See, the problem is this. When you take it upon yourself to blatantly degrade your players or besmirch them or belittle them or talk trash around them, then I have to question, I have to question your loyalty to the organization. I got to question your loyalty to the team that you've put together because you put this team together. You have black athletes on these teams. You have men that represent your team because you want those men to stand out with a chance for these men to go into the playoffs and ultimately the finals. And it really doesn't make a difference if it's basketball or football or baseball. This is just what it is. Black athletes exist in the professional sports world. They exist. They exist. And they've been in existence for a long time. But if you take it upon your business to insult these people with the N-word or degrade women by showing pictures of women doing all these raunchy things, other women, other men, then you've taken away the aspect of sports. You've taken away the aspect of business and you made it personal. And this is where I'm bothered. Because for years, these people have made this a personal ordeal amongst the black people that they work for, or even the women that they work for. And they try to find the humor, quote unquote, humor in how these people are portrayed or perceived by their points of view, of which their points of view are misogynistic, racist, sexist, dare I say chauvinistic, and it did not portray a positive value. It does not portray a positive direction. And yet years go by and nothing is said or done. That is what bothers the commission. It's not so much the fact that this man continues to do it. It's the fact that people that sit higher than him allow it to be done. They are enabling him and others to say what's on their mind for years. Adam Silver be the first one to say, wow, this is the first time it's been brought to my attention. And I'm sure Roger Goodell could probably say, well, this is the first time it's been brought to my attention. And then Rob Manfred would say, oh, this is the first time it's been brought to my attention. Now, all of a sudden, nobody knows a thing about what's going on. Everybody's oblivious to all these owners for what it is that they are capable of doing and have done for years. Employees have quit, resigned, retired, because of the way that these owners treat these people, the executives, the players. The question that the commission has tonight is more so what is being done about this to settle the score? What do I mean by settle the score? Let's clean house. If you feel this way about our players, 
And if you feel this way about the team itself, or even the NBA as a whole, we heard what the other guy said from L.A. I believe his last name was Balmer. I can't remember the guy's name. He insulted Magic Johnson because he didn't want his ladies surrounded Magic Johnson. Let me tell you something. Whether it was your ladies or someone else's ladies, Magic Johnson was Magic Johnson and he got the ladies. When he started winning basketball there in Tinseltown, he got the ladies. So excuse you if you were not as popular and as grandiose and as pretty as Magic Johnson. But let's face it, Magic Johnson was the face of the LA Lakers and is still the face of the LA Lakers. He is Tinseltown. And I've said this before on my podcast. There's just some things you got to accept. The fact that you are some dull idiot and Magic Johnson is one of the best athletes in the world. That's just what it is. Women are going to gravitate to the best athlete. They always get to the pretty quarterback, the divas on the team. That's just how it is. But you're an owner and you feel violated because your girlfriend wants to stay with Magic Johnson. And, and listen, this may not be true. It's just the fact that this is what happened several years ago with that owner from the Clippers and he was removed. It got to the point where he was recorded and then he felt violated. Excuse you. The point is, if you're going to be this type of person, you have a choice. Now, people believe that you can speak as free about this as you want because this is what you do in this country. Free speech, First Amendment, you can say whatever you want, but you can't say things that degrade and insult a race of people. You cannot. And you shouldn't say or demean anybody that, 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 that demeans a gender. If you're talking about women, even if you're talking about men, I don't know. It's the fact that you take it too far. I think the term today is extra. You're just extra. A lot of these owners are just extra. You don't know when to turn it off. You don't know when to let go. Let's face it. You own the team. You've taken that responsibility. You've taken the initiative to say, I'm going to own this team. But then you want to insult the people that you own as if you're this big, high, mighty man. And, and, and people know I'm going with this. But I'm not going to say it tonight. It's just the fact that that is what is being alluded to with these people that are part of the organization. And the biggest sin here is that it keeps going and going and going. It's time for Commissioner Adam Silver to put his foot down and do a, a firm, full, complete investigation, not just on Sarver, but anybody else that you know of that's going through all this crap with these players. There's no reason why these players should, should dread coming into work because their owner wants to insult them. Want to call them the N-word. Man, please, this is 2021. So you going to be a child forever? You're going to show your idioticy forever? You're going to show how spoiled and arrogant you are forever? Undisciplined forever? You have no right, first of all, to insult anybody. Second, you have no right to insult your own players, your own employees. And you definitely don't have a right to be or have a home or a spot in any professional organization like the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball, where there is a diverse number of athletes that represent that team, that emblem, and that organization. I don't care how much money you're losing. 
I don't care how much money you're gaining. There should be a level of respect across the board for all athletes. Now, if there are women that want to be coaches in the NBA, God bless. If there's men that want to be coaches in the WNBA, God bless. It's just the point that in this day and age, we should be able to accept the fact that things like this could exist. It could exist. But the fact that we keep hearing these stories about these owners and these coaches and these GMs that just like to freely come out of their mouth and say, oh, the wrong, oh my gosh, this is horrible. This is a horrible display of what sports should be. Sports should be, sports should be fun, excitement, a level of ecstasy. You're rooting for your team. There should be a balance of just fun, natural behavior. You get there, you're joking with the friends if they're fans of a team. And of course, you may see fans of another team. So you joke with the opposition. It should never get out of place. It should never be excessive. Pouring drinks on people. Come on, man. We got to stop all that. You want to beat people up in this thing? Come on, man. We got to stop all that. You're taking away the fun of what sports is all about. You want to act like clowns? You want to act like, uh, what's the word, barbarians? My mom was good for that. You want to act like a barbarian? Go outside in the backyard. Well, listen, maybe you guys need to go out in the backyard and act like barbarians. Because for the time being, I paid money for this ticket to see a game. And I want to enjoy myself as I'm watching this game. And I should be able to see the players that I want play. And they should be playing at 100%. But if they can't play at 100% because of the fact that you want to degrade them and insult them, that becomes a problem to me. And it should be a problem to a whole lot of other people that either paid that money to see them play or have a higher degree of respect for the players that represent the team. So says the commission. I usually talk about, you know, the team's success. And, and, and like I said, the Suns are playing pretty well. And, uh, you know, I don't want to take away from what the Suns are doing. When you hear about things like this, you cannot condone it. It's been condoned for a long time. The voices need to be mentioned, need to be said. It needs to be heard. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be directed in the way and in the direction that it should be to get people to understand that this is not tolerated in the NBA or it should not be tolerated in the NFL and it should not be tolerated in Major League Baseball. It should not matter to anybody what color you are when you're playing the sport as long as you're a good player, as long as you're an outstanding player. I'm not going to sit here and belittle Joe Burrow because he's white. I'm not going to insult, um, shucks, I'm not going to insult Justin Herbert because he's white. I mean, come on, people, let's grow up. Great athletes. I, I, every weekend, we get the pleasure, I get the pleasure, the commission gets the pleasure of watching football every Sunday and Monday and, of course, Thursdays. And I see these guys go at it every game for 60 minutes. Now, whether you're playing a whack team or a great team, they're giving it their all, both teams, for the most part. And it really doesn't make a difference to me what color they are. When I sit in the audience and I watch these games, if I ever get a chance to go watch a game, I'm not concerned about what people I'm around, what color they are, 
that doesn't phase me because we're there to see a game we're there to respect the game and the people that want to be respected right next to each other as they're watching the game that's how it should be this level of scrutiny and, and, and chastising it's just it's just horrible for the sport but it just shows just how small we are as individuals so says the commission i'm done and i'm done because i'm tired of repeating myself over and over something needs to be done and i'm looking at adam silverheart i'm looking at roger goodell hard because you guys better do something quick rob manfred you gotta do something quick this is ridiculous there's no reason why this should be allowed in these organizations. I don't want to hear the fact that your hands are tied. That maybe somebody else needs to be commissioner. Somebody that will do their job. And I'm leaving it at that. Oh, I, I want to thank everybody that listened to me rant for the last 20-something minutes. It needs to be said, though, ladies and gentlemen. This is not something that I'm just doing just for the sake of doing. This needs to be addressed because it's happening too much all the time. And hopefully... Hopefully, by the grace of God, something will change within the next few months or so within the year. But until that day comes, I still want to thank all those that have been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. This is the commission. I'm about to wrap it up. I will talk more about basketball again. Best believe when the time comes. But I want to leave by saying peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I'm out.